hello to all you pop lock concierges and rage dance enthusiasts. You're listening to the Dare Daniel podcast where you, in the midst of all the popping and locking and rage dancing, you send us your most sinister movie dares and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald and uh, I just I just got to win this dance competition because then then I'll really be able to feel something inside. <laughs> With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dare Daniel podcast. On this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them using our unique system. The system is as follows. Run-of-the-mill bad film, everyday, average, dull, middle-of-the-road, yeoman's effort of a bad film. That's a dare. Double dare goes to the truly atrocious movies and the reverse dare is for those despised movies that are actually pretty good today on the podcast we're reviewing dancing it's on but before we jump right into it my man dan is going to talk about the movie themed cocktail we're drinking today yeah it's cock casting time cock cast put the kids away it's cock casting time uh corky you mm. were probably not aware of this uh why would you be but this week's film was actually shot in panama city beach florida you would have no way of knowing. It's funny no, you, you would mentioned have no that. way of knowing. <laughs> Somewhere around, I don't know, minute two of this film, I was like, oh, this is Panama City. Because the soundtrack announces that it's Panama City. <laughs> yes, beautiful Panama City Beach. We will get to know it quite intimately. Too intimately for my taste. Uh, but it's right there. It's on the Florida panhandle. It's bordering the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, so instantly my mind goes to beach drinks and Corky, one of my favorite uh, warm weather drinks. And kind of the cocktail that I was into before I was even into cocktails is the margarita. Hey! Now your classic basic middle-of-the-road margarita, your yeoman's effort of a margarita, if you will, is just simply Blanco tequila, orange liqueur, lime juice, and simple syrup. However... This week's film is so utterly bland. It is so utterly lacking in flavor, so utterly lacking in spice. This is basically skim milk the motion picture. Yep. So for this cocktail, I had to even the scales a little bit and bring some kind of balance to the universe by adding way too much flavor (laughs) and way too much spice than was possibly necessary. So, Corky, I give you... The Flavorita. Okay. The Flavorita. So the tequila is now split between Blanco tequila, a jalapeno-infused Blanco of my own creation, and a splash of mezcal, which is a smokier agave spirit. Orange Orange liqueur is Cointreau. Agave syrup is the sweetener. I added a dash of Angostura bitters, a kiss of smoke from the cocktail smoke, uh, my cocktail smoker, and even... A little Grand Marnier to float over the top. Oh, and I, I split the lime juice with pineapple juice. I gave you a lot of flavor. Corky, what do you think? I think it's fantastic. It more than compensates for the, the utterly devoid of flavor film dancing it's on. Uh, it's spicy. Like, I noticed that right mm-hmm. away. Uh, you didn't tell me what the drink was, but I noticed the tequila right away. It's like a Bloody Mary margarita in that it's just a, a salt of flavor it's just a, it's salt a lot of flavor yeah. i love that pineapple choice that's really good i thought so too yeah it's a uh, it's a bit chaotic but actually there's a decent amount of balance i think between the sweet the spicy the smoky and that tartness from the juice so the flavorita i'll put the recipe in the show post so you can make it at home and bring some flavor into your life if you want to bring no flavor <laughs> if you want something that will sop up the flavor, 
in your life, <laughs> like some nice, nice bread. If you want soup. the visual equivalent of a rice cake, <laughs> stay tuned. <Why? laughs> Corky, we're going to skip the movie dares this week. We we're did an all dares them. episode. We we reviewed twelve to fifteen or so dares uh, from our fabulous listeners two weeks ago. So go back and check out that episode. But if you do have a movie that you want us to review, send a dare. We're all out of dares again. I just cleaned out all the dare closet. Send us a dare. We might read it on the show. We might review it in a future episode. We're all out of dares. We're so lost without them. That's it. That's all I got. That's enough. Corky, before we get to this week's review, I want to just take a minute and talk about a film that a friend of mine has made and that will be playing in theaters, and you can see it if you live here in Northern California with us. Mm. The friend is named Joel Goulet, who directs under the pseudonym of Phil Steve, and the film is called The Golden Bazooki. Golden Bazooki. You might know Joel. He's a lead singer of The Four Eyes, which is a longtime uh, punk rock band here in the Sacramento area. He's also been a manager at the Crest Theater. So if you've gone to see a movie there in the last few years, you probably saw Joel introduce the film for you there. So Joel's well-known in the community, and I couldn't really objectively review this movie because not only is Joel a friend, but I know or have met 85 to 90% of the cast of this movie. So there's no objectivity here no. whatsoever. But try to imagine a mashup between a homemade gladiator monster epic Mm -hmm. and an Elvis movie musical. And you have some idea of what's going on in Golden Bazooki. You have the great Johnny Diamonds, who is a southern singer slash Greek person (laughs) who is called uh, back to his hometown to fight monsters, to rescue the golden bazooki, to have all sorts of adventures and things. So this is a very much a DIY effort by Joel. Um, But it's a very entertaining film. The music is absolutely fantastic. And if you want to go see it, it plays at the Crest Theater on Saturday, August 28th. It plays at the Balboa Theater, sorry, Crest Theater here in Sacramento on Saturday, August 28th at the Balboa Theater in San Francisco on Wednesday, September 1st. It will soon be on Amazon, soon be on YouTube, and if you want to go to Joel's website, ancientartifact.studio. Of course, so yeah, go check that out if you have the means and you're interested. Joel is a very entertaining person. He's a very talented person, so again, the music is great. It's really funny and very strange, and uh, if you want to see a movie about a Memphis cowboy fighting lizards in ancient Greece while half of the people in the background are trying not to laugh, (laughs) then I absolutely (laughs) encourage you to go see The Golden Bazooki. Again, that's the crest on August 28th here in Sacramento, Balboa in San Francisco, September 1st. Tickets on sale now. And now, our feature presentation. Dancing, it's on! This is a film dared to us by Gunnar Pearson and selected by me in our last All Dares episode. Gunnar Pearson's dare goes like this. This is the type of bad movie that you will remember until the day you die. This movie does one and only one thing right, which is that the actual dancing in this movie is pretty good. Literally every other aspect of this movie is wrong. The directing, writing, acting, and characters are wrong. The shots, cuts, and transitions are wrong. (laughs) This movie doesn't show or tell. It has a soundtrack come on and just literally describe what is happening in the scene. 
The movie is shot like the world's most poorly made tourism promo, yet it somehow managed to get into like 600 theaters. In other words, I love this movie and would love to hear you guys talk about it on the podcast. The IMDb synopsis for Dance and It's On, two young dancers fall in love and eventually work together to win a dance competition. Yes, this week's film is Dancin', colon, It's On! Exclamation point. Film was directed, co-written, and produced by David Winters, the famous David mm-hmm. Winters. We all know the very, very famous David Winters. He also plays Mr. Sanders in the film. The movie stars Whitney Carson and Chehan Westy Shop who performed together on season nine of So You Think You Can Dance in 2012. Carson finished as the female runner-up that year. Westy Shop actually won uh, the male title that year. Uh, Whitney Carson later became a regular on Dancing with the Stars, and she won it all. Uh, in fact, most of the future cast of Dancing, colon, it's on, exclamation point, competed on So You Think You Can Dance or So You Think You Can Dance Canada. Mm. Former kickboxing champion Gary Daniels plays Carson's father. <laughs> yes, he does. While Playboy Playmate of the Month, August 1976, Ava Fabian plays her mother. Film had a budget of $12 million, which how? I don't know. How I, and boggles. why, considering most of this is a kickback from the fucking uh, Panama City Beach Tourism Bureau. It was filmed in January 2013, not released until October 30. 2015 grossed only 27,000 its first week in 200 theaters, zero on Rotten Tomatoes with only three reviews. Your boy, Michael Riggity Riggity Rex and Effectschaffen, called it, quote, an inept knockoff that proves every bit as clunky as its punctuation challenge title, end quote, quirky. Yes. Again, there's only three reviews. They're all negative. There's nobody here for you to fight. So just put <laughs> your fists away. You've oiled up your fists. You just put them away. Put them away. Uh, so I have only one question for you. Did you make it to the end of this film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before booking your trip to Panama City Beach? Or did they hook you into buying tickets to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum with the Panama City musical number and the immortal lyrics, quote, the city beaches go on forever like the long legs of the ladies. They go for miles and miles. Everybody's dancing, reaching for the sky, end quote, question mark. <laughs> Well, Daniel, I think this actually worked against this travelogue, this $12 million dance-filled travelogue <laughs> that the Panama City uh, Tourism Board put together. I think it actually worked against them because I don't feel like I ever vi- need to visit Panama City in my life. I've been there. I've seen everything there is to see in Panama City through yeah, this movie. And it's depressing. <laughs> it's, it is not fun. They get to the mini golf course like really quickly, like, uh, yeah. really quickly. Like, holy shit. That's like the third thing you thought of? A water? park everything seems to be off a freeway uh, (laughs) (laughs) that runs straight through it and uh there's just people in brightly colored clothes dancing all the time i i appreciate that you you put together that longly worded (laughs) question Mm. and that there's not a lot of reviews but i'd like to go with the back of the dvd box uh a review from your boy elvis aggie of review beat (laughs) He's on Review Beat. <laughs> He's on Review Beat. You know? Get Aggie on Review Beat. Who's on that beat? Oh, that's Aggie's beat. It. Aggie? Ah, oh, god damn it. He says, this movie is magic. Woo. Which, if you think about it, this movie is built on chicanery and deception. <laughs> and you've just, I mean, your eyes need to look in the wrong place at all times. So, yeah, this movie is magic. It truly is some dark, dark, sinister fucking magic. Yeah. This movie is so hilariously 
as I said, bland. It's and, yeah. But also amateurish uh-huh. and just so clunky. I mean, it basically just takes a piece out of every dance movie of the last like 40 or 50 years, like there's chunks of dirty dancing in here. There's chunks of flash dance and step up and everything fucking thing else. And routines that were actually, I think performed on. So you think you can dance are performed here in this. Fucking Is that movie. right? It's really, it just, it borrows from everything and it has no original thoughts or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's brutal. I mean, like the dancers as, as our, our good friend Gunnar Pearson said, yeah. The dancers are legit. Legit. Like they competent. Have like legit. They have bona fides. Yes. Right? There's they one, really are good. There's one dancer who should not be dancing. He's bad. Yes. And it's the it's the lead bad guy. Uh, yes. Danny. Um, Danny. And I, we know why they cast him. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to all that. But we know why they cast him. It's not for dancing. This no. movie, Gunners Dare succinctly puts it. It's like the dancing is the one thing right. Everything else is wrong. This movie really wants to ask the question, can you make a movie just about dance? Just like, can, <laughs> can only dancing carry a movie? And that answer is not fucking at no. all. Because you no. do need some semblance of a story. You do need uh, something interesting to happen. And you do need... People who just aren't, oh, I really like you. Oh, my dad says I have to date this guy. Dancing, it is on. The dancers are legit, but they cannot act. They can't act. I mean, you can physically see people trying to remember their lines and hit their marks. No one acts with their eyes. No one acts with their bodies, which is weird because they're dancers. And no one can act with their hands. Whitney Carson is absolutely adorable, but she looks like she's held hostage at a beauty pageant. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. I And I cannot understand how, I mean, we see her doing cheerleading moves. We see her doing gymnastics. We see her doing all sorts of dancing. She's an athlete. She's obviously trained for this entire her entire life. How could she possibly look so awkward walking five feet? How is that possible? Because all she's thinking is, oh, I have to go for like you can see the gears turning of like I don't I don't do this. I don't fucking do this. I don't hit marks like this. The only time any of them look natural is when they're dancing. They're dancing. And that's, that's the it, only which time. Which they do a lot, but even that boy, that gets to be a little much. But beyond just the actors who can't act, the director cannot direct <laughs> actors. And he also can't direct <laughs> dancers because there's all these technical elements in the movie, and they don't do the dancers any favors. There's like nope. a lot of music video editing, none of it rhythmic. The framing is just like people yeah. are either like in extreme close-ups or they're just too far away. Like they, sh- you show their whole body, which is again part of the reason she just looks so awkward walking. Like I wanted to like. My paternal instinct kicked in with Whitney Carson a little bit. I have to admit, I wanted to give her career advice. I wanted to be like, you need to talk to the director. Tell him not to give you so many walking scenes. Tell him to frame you and light you better. Like, have your people talk to him. But there's all these camera tricks. There's fisheye lens. There's, like, rack focus and split screen. So many wipes. It's just, it's brutal. And then the script, which is just drivel distilled to a pure like almost a vapor of drivel it's just so pure (laughs) and i have to say i the badness was fun i thought for like the first half hour or so i was kind of fun with it and then it became so monotonous because there's only so many tourist attractions in panama city beach and they go to them over and over again every time in the second half where there's a scene where somebody's walking down the street or rage dancing down the street, or running down the street, yeah. or doing whatever. They run by all the same places over and over again. How many times yeah. did we see that gift store where there's like a whale for the door? 
Like, that's a fucking tourist attraction. It's a fucking tourist trap. Let's get into it, quirky dancing colon. It's on! Exclamation point. So Beverly Hills, California, that's where we start. Beverly Hills. We cut back and forth between Beverly Hills and Panama City Beach, Florida. In Beverly Hills, we meet Jennifer. This is Whitney Carson. She is young. She is blonde. She is a cheerleader. We see her do a little bit of cheerleading routine at a high school football game. And again, Whitney Carson's doing all of this. She's doing all the cheerleading stuff too, right? I mean, she looks very natural at it. Cut to Panama City Beach, and we meet Ken, the dancing dishwasher. Here is what these two have in common, and it's all that matters. They love to dance. They're dancers. They dance. Boy, do they dance. And the stars are credited as choreographers here, co-choreographers, one of the one of seven or eight choreographers. And we cut back and forth during this first scene. We see her at ballet class. We see her doing gymnastics training. We see him dancing while sweeping and dancing while washing dishes. You know, he just dances everywhere he goes, right? He's just dancing and dancing. Basically, in this movie, everyone dances. I mean, they make it seem like, boy, these two are so special because they love fucking dancing, but like, who in this movie is so not, not true. dancing? Like, seriously, everyone dances all if, the time whether they want to or not. It's a fucking Hans Christian Andersen fable, this movie. It's like, fucking hey, you're fucked. If you don't dance, you are the no, oddball the weirdo, in this movie. Right? It's like... It's like some episode of The Twilight Zone where everybody's dancing and you're the one who just walks around and they're like, what is that? that weird That's freak. so unique. Why is he doing that? <laughs> oh, and the sound is really bad, too. There's a lot of ADR Everything. Dialogue. We're not lying that everything but the dancing is bad. All the dialogue is ADR. The sound drops up and down. Yeah. In the it, first scene, you so can almost bad. barely hear what, what anyone is saying in the first actual dialogue scene, which is Jennifer leaving. So we've seen her dance <laughs> through her high school. But yeah, Jennifer is like, just the first scene, we see her saying goodbye to her friends. And it's, they, this is how the scene opens. See you guys next semester. Have fun on your trip. I miss you already. Me too. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, And I swear to God, Whitney, I'm so sorry. Again. <laughs> I want to like protect her okay. and stuff, but like I know. you can actually in her first shot see her face change, and you know that the director just called action. Like, like <laughs> she's physically trying to like, like okay, now I'm acting. Like, oh, act now. Like, start dancing. Start acting. Say words yes. now. Okay. <laughs> and this is the kind of dialogue. Like her friends go. Uh, I already miss you. She goes, me too. It's like, you already missed yourself? What the fuck? What, that doesn't even make sense. That's like when the waiter is like, have, enjoy your meal. And you're like, you too. Um, she's rich. We should say that. She's getting into the back of some yeah. luxury car. Although she does it so awkwardly that not only does she not seem rich, it seems like she may not know what cars are. Like, she is so, <laughs> like, awkward in all of her movements that aren't dancing. It's so weird. You're just like, how? How? Yeah. You're so, like, graceful, but how is this happening? Uh, anyway, she's having dinner with her mother, and she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go on this trip to Florida to see her estranged father that maybe she's never met. I don't know, but mom insists. Mom, no, you got to go. Mom says in a very kind of disturbing, almost Ghislaine Maxwellian sort of way, I understand this particular hotel is quite unique. And Jen says, what's yeah. that supposed to mean? And mom says, you'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, like, what was what that about? the hell? And as it turns out, this hotel is unique. 
Quirky. So unique that, uh, mm. Quirky alert, they send a mime in a golf cart to pick her up at the airport. <laughs> which immediately kicks off dancing. The dancing, it's, <laughs> it's on. It's always it's on. on. It it's, can't it be is turned on. off. Let us, like, we be clear about this. <laughs> Please stop the dancing. Some, someone flipped the switch. Like there's a breaker in Panama City that flips. No, we're never turning off. Oh, fuck. We were dancing again. Oh, my God. Is it on? So we get the Panama City number, which is basically like a five-minute commercial from the Panama City Beach Tourism Bureau. Like, honestly, like we see the hotel or we see the airport sign. We see them go, and it's like... Gunner was also right in that the lyrics of these songs, all of these songs are absolutely brutal. But I was trying to figure they that out. Literalize everything that is happening here. Like so that they must have wrote the music to the yep. scene. Like he watched the movie and had them make exactly. the songs to exactly. the scene. <laughs> so we basically get a tour of all of the tourist sites of Panama City. We hit the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. That's the first place we go. Yeah. There's like two dozen of those in America. <laughs> There's four in Florida. I looked this up. That's so, their biggest. That's, their that's like number one. And are people dancing in front of the Ripley's Believe It? Yeah, they are. It's on. It's on. It cannot be on. There's a water park. This whole part look. It, this whole part looks like one of those commercials, like you watch when you're watching football, yeah. and they're like driving through some city, and they're like, "We say thank you to our American workers," and everybody's like <laughs> waving at their jobs and stuff, but they're all dancing and waving, and because this thing is set up with the uh, firefighters, where there's they're washing the trucks. There's like four firefighters there dancing because it's on. And each one is dressed in like a different firefighter. Like one has the full firefighter. Like there's a fire to be fought. And it's like that poor woman had to wear all that shit in the hot Panama City day. Her coworkers are wearing their blue shirt with the suspenders. (laughs) But yeah, we get to the water park. Then we see the beaches, uh, the mini golf Mm -hmm. course, of course, the mini golf course. Some other weird... uh, building that's upside down for some reason people are break dancing oh in front yeah of where it. there's breakers out there's front. people yep. who are getting a haircut outdoors <laughs> out front there's garbage men who wave they have pink garbage trucks that's a tourist i don't want my barber dancing don't dance please stop dancing don't <laughs> this does not help the quality of the haircut <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone is dancing all over the place all the time. They pass the mini golf course and three people are just like, oh my God, there's the dance. Let's dance. Let's do a little golf course dance. There, there's somebody driving by. Let's dance for them. <laughs> this, is our, this is our waking nightmare. This is not even the scariest part with the no. mime, but if a fucking mime shows up to pick you up somewhere, don't get no, in the car. don't go to that hotel. Don't go there. Don't. It's an overlook. Yeah. So we get to the hotel, which is the Hit Parade Hotel. We get to the hotel that night. That's right. It took yeah. a night. For, like, they, the, they drove so all over. They were driving trails. a golf cart on the freeway. Second of all... <laughs> How is it? How was it night now? <laughs> and you know they wanted the the mime to drive the golf cart, but that guy driving is like, no, fuck like, it. Nope. The insurance only covers me. I'm the only one responsible. I had a theory that possibly just because not only they pass like these tourist attractions, but again they pass like a barber and they pass firemen and they pass pass garbage men. 
producers. I had a thought. No, I thought maybe they shook people down like, hey, 5,000 bucks and you get to be in the movie. And maybe that's how the budget ballooned to 12 million and it's all just like a fucking uh, money laundering kind of scheme. There's definitely a scene later where they just rounded people up from the beach because like several extras ha- are beat red <laughs> just because they got they got burned out in the sun that day. <laughs> but we get to the Hip Parade po- Hotel. We meet the captain. Oh. Corky, the captain. Would you say his dancing is off or on? What thoughts? I, I'd say his dancing is on. Oh. <laughs> I just was like the captain. I hope he goes down with the ship. <laughs> this guy. Oh, yes. I hated him you so much. Willem Dafoe to do his captain, th- captain. Th- <laughs> take out the captain. Oh yeah, and Quirky, the hotel, the Hip Parade Hotel. It is a kook fest. It is. It's whimsical. Bazooki. It is people on stilts. It is people dancing. People are reciting movie lines. Rhett Butler and Scarlett and- O'Hara are there. With uh, Jen walks by and says, "Gone with the Wind." That's my favorite movie. No, Dan, she walks by, she says nothing. Later on, they ADR the scene from like several hundred feet away where she says, oh, because they knew the audience was too fucking stupid that they wouldn't recognize Gone with the Wind reference. The receptionist at the hotel is reciting poetry. Everyone's kooky here at this hotel and everyone's performing. There's like no guests and thousands of performers. Not only the dancing is on, everybody's on at all times. But our girl Jennifer, she only cares about one thing. That one thing is... Dancing. <laughs> so, so this is where we also meet. We also meet the bad guy Danny, Danny. He's, and he's he's the head bellboy at this place. He walks up to her and he goes, "You must be Jennifer." How? How did he know that? How? What? I mean, how in the world did this man know this woman by sight? He never met this woman before. As he comes up and talks to her, though, she notices dancing happening. Behind him, right which behind. If Danny, yeah. it does this crazy like rack focus thing where he's like in uh-huh. the foreground and dancing's in the background, and he goes out of focus and the dancing comes in focus. It's like if Danny came up to you and got that close to you, you would have to like do that. It would that like <laughs> your brain would just instantly do that. He's so repellent. And what is hilarious is I don't I I don't know if they asked him to act like this or that's if he just that's did, the thing because he recites this line. It, where he's in close-up and she's not looking, where he says, your father told me to come get you. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? She, <laughs> she is just not even paying attention to this man. She's transfixed. She's uplit. Her hair is blowing. She's having an orgasm. Yeah. It's like a fucking VO5 commercial. And she, he, he is still trying to talk to her, and he says, we should really get going. It's like, <laughs> dude, this woman, you would think this person is having a seizure or something. They're like, they just went catatonic. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah. And he's just really trying to pressure to get her up to her room. Dancing does that to Jennifer. When you say dancing to Jennifer, it's like when I say walk to my dog. She's like her head snaps. Like, like, what? What? What did you say? You said a word I understand. Like, (laughs) I I know five words. There's a scene where she's like, well, I don't want to talk to you. He's like, it's about dancing. I did like, though, that Danny said he was the head bellboy because he, he does remind me of Quasimodo <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, she's looking right past Danny and she is ogling Ken the dancer. Ken is just center stage dancing. Everyone dancing in the lobby. Dancing in the lobby, as you do. Dishwashing Ken. It's obviously setting up this kind of dirty dancing riff. 
you know, uh, going on vacation and meeting the, the working class boy and connecting through dance and my dad's rich and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it, here's a, a bit of that, right? But it, and it just, it takes something out of every dance movie. There's not an original scene in this movie. In Shakespeare, this is Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Concierges are reciting yeah. Shakespeare throughout the movie. The soundtrack, we should add, and I'm not just talking about the songs, but I'm talking about the soundtrack. It reminded me of a Mr. Show sketch. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like just that real cheesy, cheesy ass synth kind of music where it's like, here's some synth horns. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, she walks into the hotel room and it's like, you know, like you hear chimes. Yes. And st- oh boy, is it cheap. She does that thing that nobody, that is one of my pet peeves in movies where nobody in real life ever does this, where they shut the door and then behind them, they lean up against backwards <laughs> against the door and, ah. No one would, has ever literally why, done that in real life. Why would you do that? You got a knob in your back. <laughs> but we meet Jennifer's deadbeat dad. I didn't catch his name. I just call him deadbeat dad. But uh, he yeah. was in the fight game? Huh? What? <laughs> yes, I, was, I was calling him Frank. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And he, he wants to put the past behind them. He's like, hey, you know. Yeah, I easy know, for you to say, I Dick. You, you abandoned your kid. Your entire life. <laughs> but uh, come on. Get over it. And then he gets a call <laughs> on his phone, like 30 seconds into this awkward conversation. It's like, I got to go. I'm, he just fucking bolts. Yeah. And, and well, to be honest, though, because she's like, I counted every moment you were gone. Uh, bitch, you didn't want to go. Yeah. You were like telling your mom you didn't even want to <laughs> go to this. We, that was yesterday. <laughs> so she's left alone in her hotel room. Uh, and, but she's bored. She looks out the window. She sees some things are happening. It's Panama City Beach. Yeah. Something's happening. Everything's wow. on wow. at all times. And again, the song lyrics basically literalize this. Like the song starts yes. like, gotta get out of this hotel room. <laughs> like, really? Yes. My name is Jennifer August. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes out. She decides she's going to have some fun. It's Panama City I, Beach. I don't know if she went to the amusement park. Yeah, did she go to the amusement park or did she just somewhere where there's a Ferris wheel and uh, uh, like an elevating sling thing? Because there's also a nightclub there. So I don't know, maybe things are different in Panama City. It's wild in Panama City. There are no rules. No rules. You can throw trash cans around if you want. But yeah, she Mm. ends up at the Teen Bash. The Teen Bash. I kept expecting to see Jason Patrick's character from Speed 2 here because you know he loves the Teen Bash. (laughs) Hey-oh. Hey! What? She sees Ken dancing. He's dancing. Uh, (laughs) But Danny... Like, he has not stopped. No, he hasn't. No one could stop. But Danny sees them both. Uh, Oh, my God. Ken finishes dancing, and she claps... In a way that suggests she has never clapped hands before. Like, like the director was like, all right, so you're going to applaud as he comes off. She's like, I'm in a what now? I, I'm in a what? Like, oh, you're going to clap for him. I'm in a what? Well, you're gonna, just going to hit your hands together to show your preach. <laughs> I'm in a what now? What? What? Because this looks like the most foreign thing. She does this, and then he introduces himself, and they go to shake hands, and she's even more awkward at shaking hands. I don't, she, she, like, she can't hand act. It's directed by David Winters, who was dancing in movies and was around movies growing up. He learned one thing from directors. He learned that if you have a character walking off screen doing an action, have them starting the next scene doing that same action. So when she's walking <laughs> off awkwardly clapping, this this next scene where he's up at the bar, she's walking in clapping. Like, she was clapping that entire time. Just 
<laughs> clapping. It's on. <laughs> so they strike up a conversation. She says, oh. Hey, what's I, the conversation about? about? A dancing. It's about da- <laughs> and he says, I've trained as a dancer. And she says, so have I. And he says, you're a dancer? Like, he's shocked. Like, yeah. Where the fuck do you think you are, kid? Hey, Ken, have you not noticed you're in a dance club? In a city where every person dances all of the time. like This is Ken the is, first time you've done anything but dance. He's like, you're a dancer? Like, really? <laughs> Everyone's a dancer. You're in the danciest part of Dance City. <laughs> How the fuck do you not think the people are dancing? Like, don't be shocked by this. So, Corky, what do they do? They dance! They dance! They dance. And not only do they dance, but they dance to a song called... Can't stop me dancing. <laughs> Can't stop me dancing. What in the QAnon fuck is this crazy fucking conspiracy theory? <laughs> Who is stopping you from dancing? Who is even suggesting stopping you from dancing? Other than us in the audience. Deadbeat dad does not want her to stop dancing. Snobby, uptight mom does not want her to stop dancing. The villain in the film, wants to dance more than anyone else in this movie. <laughs> Can't stop me dancing. No shit. <laughs> like, what? That's like, what? A January 6th thing where they're all just dancing the entire time trying to take over the Capitol. <laughs> you can't stop us dancing. Dancing. And they dance, and immediately people are like, wow, they're dancing, yeah. and everyone stops dancing, and crowds around them, and they're all in center stage, and they do a dance, obviously, so uh, everyone loves it. And afterwards, they go to this two-ride carnival that's been set up, uh-huh. and she asks him and- in a way that seems just incredibly natural, so why do you dance? <laughs> and he says, it's my life. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I also noticed that the script supervisor was not really keeping track of that little cut that he had in his eyebrow, the little line shaved in, because it was full of hair sometimes, really fresh other times. It just hopped back and forth. (laughs) He also, this is where he first mentions the big dance competition that's coming up. If he just wins that, he can feel like somebody. Yeah, he'll be validated. What? Why? People are adulating you wherever you go for your dancing. We never learn anything about this dance contest until we actually get to the dance contest. And it still is pointless. Until it's intercut with shots from a different concert. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they have some Attack of the Clones kind of flirtation. Um, Mm -hmm. She goes back to her hotel. Um, she's, she's into, she's into Ken, but Danny, the douche, Danny, the douche, remember he saw them at the club together. So he upbraids Ken next morning, uh, tells him, stay away. You stay away from her. Stay away. Then he tells him to go make a bed. I was like, I thought this guy was a fucking dishwasher. What? (laughs) Very confusing job description at this hotel. And I mean it all, including dancing. So this is where I started thinking of Ken as a human toilet because basically everyone takes a shit on this guy. Like, sure. Next up on the throne. So Danny took a shit on him. So here comes Mr. Sanders. Mr. <laughs> Sanders is played by the director, the very famous David Winters. Not so much. 
Mr. Sanders, Corky, he has certain expectations of this kookily whimsical circus hotel that he lives mm-hmm. in. Really? Really? Really, yeah. dude? Hey, if you wanted like a quiet fucking existence, don't live at this hotel in Panama <laughs> City Beach like a fucking spring break party town. Why would you do that? Go anywhere else in the world. There's a guy who pop locks every time you try to walk through the fucking door. That is the most you know, annoying hotel. Leave <laughs> like, really? And we find out he's like a tormented ex-dancer. He's reminding himself of dancing all the time. <laughs> But what does he do all day is he stares at a picture of (laughs) a very poorly photoshopped picture of somebody (laughs) standing in front of a a helicopter in military fatigues, giving a thumbs up to the camera. And he (laughs) stares at this picture wistfully all day long. If you can't figure it out, he's got a tortured backstory and it's his dead son. How dumb would you have to be not to figure that out? Ken level dumb, as it turns out. It is so fucking unnatural (laughs) the way he goes, all right, pops, don't, he, David Winters even acts like he dances, because he like, he does a, turn around, don't you call me pops. I ain't your pops. I ain't ain't nobody's pops. (laughs) Jazz hands, two, three, I ain't nobody's pops. No one's pops. No one's pops. No one's pops. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jennifer, she will not stop sniffing Ken's crotch. Boy, oh boy, (laughs) she has got her schnoz right up in there. She's like a hersome Ken. Yeah, she's following him around. She goads him into... Basically a fireable offense. Like the her, Oh yeah. His direct supervisor was just like, Hey, you're you're this close to getting fired. And she just like walks up, grabs his ass, and is like, I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> like <it's> super, <laughs> super rapey vibe out of Jennifer all She of a is not a likable she's so no, privileged. Seriously. And I and I'm unapologetically gonna just say this, too. This is probably not a stretch for this Whitney Carson person. <laughs> she <laughs> I, I was stunned to find out that she's like a, a salsa dancer, like right. like only a, a, a Mormon from West Jordan, Utah could be, <laughs> you know, just a, a yeah. alabaster white salsa dancer and win fucking Dancing with the Stars or whatever. She's pretty darn white. And she is from Utah. Um, I did actually read something on Wikipedia. Apparently, she had there was a whole thing where she uh, talked to the craft services people. She said, I can't have cottage cheese on the craft services table because i do not like spicy food (laughs) ladies and gentlemen daniel barnes (laughs) my classic joking it's on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she's like do this thing that's gonna get you fired it's all right i'm the boss's daughter like (laughs) so they go explore panama city beach some more there's so much to do what so much to do more Panama City. They rollerblade. There's water sports, mini cars. And Corky, if that's not enough, ice cream fight. <laughs> yeah, the they ice, have cream an ice, fight. ice cream fight. There's an ice e- cream fight. <laughs> Every <laughs> extra in this ice cream shop 
was fucking ready to go the second this ice it cream fa- popped off. This ice cream if that happened, you'd be like, get the that shit's sticky. Get away from me. Gross. You know, why are you doing maybe, this? Like maybe one talk person to the throws person. ice cream and we all have to throw ice cream. Like the dude who owns the ice cream shop is just sitting there like, all right, that's fine. They gave me money for this, so I'm just gonna sit here and not react. But oh boy, yeah. they better clean this shit up. Long story short, Ken and Jen, they're becoming a thing. Ken yeah. We'll call Closer Ken than Ken and Ryu. Or Jen Ken. Yeah, Ken and Ryu. <laughs> but, 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 buddy, but, but, dad, remember Deadbeat Dad, he set up a date with Danny. Danny. What? He doesn't even dance. And she says, he's really not my type. Subtext, he doesn't dance. And she says, I really like this guy, Ken. He washes dishes for you. And then she says, he does a bunch of other things too, including dancing. <laughs> that's how she says it too she likes dancing have you not figured this out but dad <laughs> says uh oh uh uh no go he puts baby in a corner she tries mm-hmm. to go hashtag free Britney on his ass but he insists that she go on a date with Danny the hated Danny so next scene she walks right up to Danny you said she was a privileged like <laughs> white girl she walks right up to Danny and takes a shit on his fucking face just, just. walks right up and then, wait a minute, what's that in the background? Dancing! <laughs> so she's captivated by the dancing. And Danny's like, oh yeah, there's all sorts of dancing in here. Oh, didn't you know? I dance! And he dances, and she's kind but of into it. He does, He can't. No. He's the worst. It's like, the only reason he was cast is because he looks like a fucking dead-eyed psycho. When he really <laughs> stares at them, you really get the idea that he wants to wear Ken's skin. <laughs> There's no, he can't dance. He cannot act. There's no other reason except for that he's a chiseledly handsome, dead eyed, evil man. Yes. I, I will say the actor who plays Dan, well, again, I hesitate to call anyone here an actor. They're not, yeah. they're, they're not professional actors at all. But the person who plays Danny, so I, I've heard of this thing of some actors who they're really great when they're solo on screen or when they have a close-up and they're mm-hmm. not as great when they have to share the screen with other people. Like I've heard that about Sharon Stone. I think if mm-hmm. you look at like Brad Pitt, maybe in some earlier films, he's, he's gotten a lot better at having rapport, but you know, some people who are just better like that. Danny is the absolute opposite. He is serviceable in just a normal scene, but when you get this guy in a close-up, he suddenly turns so robotic. It's like the camera's too close. It's too close. <laughs> like you can really feel him, like the that pressure of the camera being so close and his face being so big on screen. Anyway, well, the 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 thing he does have going for him is that when you have no emotion, you can never <laughs> be in the wrong emotion for the scene. That's true, but yeah, this is setting up the sort of a. Love triangle, I guess, um, between mm. Ken, Jen, and now Danny. Danny's being pushed by her dad. But, oh, shit, Danny can dance. Well, he can't really. But let's go, let's go with it. You know, suspend disbelief yeah. and shit. So she's into it a little bit. The captain sidles up. He's constantly sidling up. to. He's a big sidler. The captain sidles up, and he says, the captain has faith in you. Yes, he does. The captain was awful. I hated the captain so The captain pop locks in and out of every he scene. He does. He just is like, yeah. He says a line, and then he's just like, boop. Three seconds of pop locking. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we there. should also say that this dancing that they're watching in the in the lobby of this hotel, there's like 15 people there watching, getting yeah. down. 
It, the, the noise, it, it sounds like a fucking, just a full-on 20,000-person concert going on. There's one guy, my favorite extra, he's probably our age, maybe a little older. He is getting down. He's in a green striped shirt. If you watch this movie for this scene, this guy is fucking getting it down. Check out green striped shirt guy. Yeah, there's also... Again, I said, like, the dancers can dance, but the movie doesn't really do them any favor. The choreography isn't really good. And then, like, all of the technical elements are so bad. Like, there's so much editing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just cut, 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 but it's not really well cut. There's not, like, any, like, decent style. Like, Flashdance is a dance movie that doesn't necessarily highlight the dancers as individual dancers. Jennifer Beale... Jennifer Beals couldn't really dance. That was done by yeah. a lot of like stand-ins and things. But the movie is oozing style. It's oozing yeah. atmosphere and all those kind of things. This movie doesn't do that. It just cuts and cuts and cuts. It, and it, it, it doesn't make the dancers seem good. But obviously the only reason to do that is because if you did a two-minute long shot of people dancing, then you might shoot for an entire day and not actually get anything usable. Whereas if everything is cut down to little just move, twirl, move, twirl, move, twirl, move, twirl, and that's all you have to do, you can shoot an entire musical scene in a day. But it looks awful. There's a reason Frank's uh, Fred Astaire does all of his dances in one shot, or there's an yeah. edit, and it's a purposeful yeah. edit. You know what I mean? This is just cut around the dancers, which makes them look bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it makes it look like they can't really. It dance. also you're you're dancing in the most mundane surroundings. Yes, you can't you can't make it interesting. You, they're not and they're not using them in any interest interesting way. So it, it's just really just as awkward as it would be to watch somebody just grinding it out on your lawn. You'd be like, uh, <laughs> "All right, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to highlight this. So, Corky, let's take this love triangle. Let's make it a love rectangle. So we meet mm. Shotzi. Shotzi. Yeah, right? Why is she named after Marge Shot's dog? I don't know. <laughs> Shotzi is Ken's partner. The actress who plays Shotzi was on So You Think You Could Dance Canada. So she has a bit of a French. She can get down. She can really dance. She can dance. Absolutely. Um, everyone in this movie can dance. That's the thing. It's just, it <laughs> doesn't highlight it. And they all act like it. Yeah. They all act like they're professional dancers. <laughs> but she is clearly smitten with Ken. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Conflict. So uh, bad guy Danny says to her, I have a plan. Yeah. Because he finds out that they're going to be partners on some fucking dance. Or so I remember that he together. says a plan later in this movie, like a half hour later when he has to explain everything that's happening to her. Like, I was like, did you not hash it out in this scene? Like, where you said you had a plan and then you came up with him like you had a plan? His plan is just to fucking stalk them, just to follow them <laughs> and then cock block, just to interrupt them when they're about to kiss. Yeah. Jen and Ken, they're flirting. They like each other. They say they like each other, and they go in to kiss, but boom, Danny and Shotzi pop up. Shotzi's like, hey, we got to go to dance practice, kid. So they go to dance practice where she makes a move, and he rejects her. So, okay, we've set this up. Wait, but this is my favorite part of the whole movie. They're at dance practice, right? <laughs> and he, she she makes the move. He blow, knocks her back, and he starts fuming a little bit about the whole fucking situation. And he's just like, I can't do this. I, one of the many times this guy tries to quit. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. It doesn't matter. Just leave me alone, okay? 
And then he's like, I got to go back to work and finish washing dishes. Hang out here. I'll be back. And she's just like, yeah, okay, go. You're going to go work at your shift? two dishes. I I have to stay here. I can't go anywhere. You're going to go wash dishes? Leave the dancing on while Uh, I'm down there washing dishes. Apparently, you can just clock in anytime you want to wash dishes. Like, there's no lunch rush. I'm going to wash three dishes now, and then I'm going to wash five dishes later, and then I'm going to wash a bunch of cups, and then we're going to be good. Nobody's even eating right now, but I'm going to go wash some dishes. I'm going to come back after dancing. I'll be back. I'll be here at 2 Hang out here. <laughs> Don't you fucking move. <laughs> and she does. She stays there. Yeah. So we also find out, so dad, remember, has set up a date between yeah. his daughter, Jen, and Danny. Dad buys a dress. What, what is happening? With Danny. He is like crazily invested in having his number two plow his daughter. And she's like 17. She, we, we saw her at the high school at saying high goodbye school, to her friends. Saying, I'll see you next semester. <laughs> so she's so she a was junior. Probably, must have been a junior, right? <laughs> like, what the, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, what the hell? He's like, Danny, I need you to fuck my daughter. This is great. Come on. You're taking her breakfast. Great. Last thing I want is for a dishwasher to love her. I don't, anyway, so Jen is like, all right, fuck you, dad. So he, she goes and tells Ken, hey, my dad's making me go out on this date with Danny, who I hate. And he, uh, Ken, of course, acts like a typical prick, acts very prideful, goes back to practice with Shotzi, who is still there. She's still there. It's and he waiting. dances. He's like, all right, let's dance. I'm angry now, but let's dance. And they get about five seconds into dancing, and he's like, no. So he throws another tantrum, says, I don't care about the dance contest, and he storms out. This is the thing that just yesterday he said if he could win it, he would make him feel like a somebody for the first time in his life. All he needs in the world. That's that's the one thing that he needs. But don't worry, Quirky, because those feelings that he is feeling, he dances them. He's going to rage dance. He needs to rage dance those feelings. And you know what? Panama City Beach is actually a good place for that, too. Yeah, if you like mini golf, if you like water sports and beaches and Ripley's Believe It or Not Museums, it's a great place. If you're feeling your feelings and you need to rage dance them out on the streets, also a good place. It serves a lot of purposes. There's a lot of places for you just to hit a couple conveniently placed milk crates. Just kick them out of the way. Dance off to the right. There's, there's really conveniently placed uh, spotlights that will highlight yes. your rage dancing. He kicks a couple of garbage cans over because he doesn't give a fuck. He's full of rage. Doesn't he throw a chair into a he pool at his a job? Because <laughs> <laughs> somehow he made it back to his work. And while this is happening, there is like... Oh, uh, I, I mean, great. imagine like Limp Bizkit taking... You're just like, whoa, Limp Bizkit, whoa, too edgy. Yeah, Your rap rock is too edgy. We need to like, what's the Mormon like? What's the white bread cottage cheese version of, <laughs> of Lint Biscuit? That's fucking this song. And it's a love song. It's a. It's it's like tries to be some. <laughs> it's the worst pussy ass rage against the machine, and it tries to be a love song. But all oh, this... and, but it's intercut. Yeah, are you gonna say that? How it's intercut with fucking David Winters, Mister uh, Sanders. All Just, of that he, rap rock rage dance and wakes up Mr. Sanders. Well, he can sense it. He can he can see he can sense it. He's he's a, got a rage dancer. He's like the rage dance is strong right. with this one. <laughs> and it's just 
It's just back and forth. The fucking cut where he's spinning. Ken is spinning, like pirouetting, like Brishnikov. And it's match cut with a fucking helicopter blades of a fucking tomahawk and numb that explodes. The explosion, we don't know why it exploded. The explosion wakes up. Mr. Sanders. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. So Mr. Sanders uh, goes down and he's like, hey, Ken, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? I was dreaming about my dead son. So he chews him out. He chews him out for all of his rage dancing, right? Wrong. No. Chews him out for fucking up the routine. You had it until that last part. Ken's like, you don't know anything about dancing. You don't know anything. But Mr. Sanders goes, oh, no. And then... Dances. I guess we just say Mr. Sanders is like an eighty-year-old man. Mr. Yeah, S- the, David Winter is the man who played him. Actually, passed away. I think two years ago. Yes. Um, yes. Well, after this movie was made and, and shot, but at this time he's about eighty years old. He's a very he's shorter than Whitney Carson. Yes. Yeah. And Whitney Carson looks like a basketball that Reese Witherspoon would spin on her finger. I mean, this girl is fucking <laughs> tiny, and he is shorter than her, and he's bald. Yeah. He's a very small, short, older, bald man, but he does a little bit of dancing, which you know, for an 80-whatever-year-old, that's, yeah. that's some real fucking dancing. This guy knows dancing. So he's like, boom, soft shoe, soft shoe, soft shoe. Here's a few steps. Shuffle the buffalo. Ken's like, what the what? And he goes, forget you ever saw it, kid. Like, when he when he's done, he like snaps out of it. He looks at his hands like, "What have I done? I've killed again." <laughs> so he says, "Forget you ever saw it, kid." Forget you saw it, kid. He storms off, and Ken says, "He must have been a dancer." <laughs> like Ken, <laughs> Ken, hey Ken, really, really? It almost feels like you're purposefully refusing to get the fucking idea here. Everyone's <laughs> dancing, Ken, Ken. It's a dancing hotel where you dance and everyone's dancing. Mini dancing wasn't dancing. off. Water park it wasn't dancing. off. It was just, it was asleep. Once it was uh, woke up, it, it was on again. <laughs> Ken, everybody dances. Oh, Kenny, Ken, Ken. But this is not the dumbest thing Ken says in the movie. He hits dumber. Oh, it's so yes. good. But let's go back to Shotzi. Cause, okay, so we had the rage dancing. But there's also sensitive longing dancing. Sorrow dancing. Yeah. So she dances her feelings. And in her feelings, she's like, I long for Ken. And the song tells you the same. Uh, this was the one. Okay. So I, I sat there and I go, oh, that's a kind of cool shot. Cool idea. It was, she's dancing alone. She's doing this very introspective, melancholy dance. And then the shadow, though, mm-hmm. is not just her. It's Ken and her dancing together. And I was like, that is really kind of creative. And, and But then the song <laughs> kicks in. It's like, shadows at night, <laughs> shadows at night, night shadows. It's like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Her routine is it's very much something that would be on So You Think You Could Dance. My wife watched the show when it was on. Mm. I don't think it's on anymore. And I actually remember the season that Whitney and Chehan, I think is the name of the guy who plays Ken, that they were on. And this routine is very much like a routine that would be on the show. It's like 90 seconds long, but it's very emotionally evocative. It has this style. It's like, it's telling a story through dance, which is like what this whole fucking show is about. But so on the show, It just hit me that- fine. But as a bunch of these interconnected with like oh, the weakest fucking story ever, it's it's brutal. It just hit me that those two were on the same season of this show, and then they're in this movie. They really tried to pull a Justin to Kelly thing, uh, like that show did with the 
two people who were just contestants on the show. Do you you felt you got there too? As did I. As did my wife, and she didn't even watch this movie. I I, I think we might need to uh, revisit that. Uh, I don't know if it's also set in Panama City Beach, Florida. <laughs> do a do a whole like beach blanket bingo. <laughs> Okay, so Shotzi dances her feelings, everyone's danced their feelings. So now Jen and Danny, remember they're on this big date. Huge, huge date. Danny It's going poorly. Danny is big time negging. He he's like, mm-hmm. I, I heard the chicks like it when you neg them. And uh she doesn't. So but he, that he, doesn't stop him. If you look at Danny, tell me you don't see him, he would be carrying a tiki torch in that fucking <laughs> He's a Charlotte's <laughs> Yes, he's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, she clearly loathes him. Absolutely mm-hmm. loathes him. It's just like, I hate you. Please leave me alone. You're disgusting. And at the end of the <laughs> night, he's like, makes a move. <laughs> like, yes. Jesus, Danny, God, Danny, <laughs> read the fucking room. So he gets shot down, but instantly the next day, next morning, Danny walks right up to Ken and brags about it. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. go have di- I'm gonna go have breakfast with Je- with Jennifer. Like what what the fuck? And Ken gets all jealous. He's jealous. I will say the actor Cheon Jibzi. I fuck. I forgot. I don't have the thing up. But mm-hmm. whoever it is who plays Ken. So Whitney, obviously, she just she is she's flailing. She's just she's just trying yeah. to get from A to B without embarrassing herself. She's 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 giving everything she can, and it's nothing. This guy, I mean. He's also bad. He's at least he's he's, he's trying. He's locked down a few facial expressions. He's got mm-hmm. some poses. He's got some angsty poses. Okay. Still really bad acting, but he's yeah. at least like I I looked at a movie and I was like, "Oh, people act like this in a movie." You know what I mean? Like he's got right, some right. kind of idea of what is expected of him. Unlike Whitney, who is just uh, just Stepford wiving th- this whole fucking thing. I, I, I swear, I hated her, her as a person just because I was like, this woman's been handed everything her whole life. <laughs> She's just like, oh, I'm in front of a camera. I'm a star now. Why not? Go for it. So, Dad. Oh, yeah. He's still scheming with Danny. He actually is like, hey, Danny, I will give you an executive position at this hotel. All you got to do, deflower my daughter. (laughs) Why? Why? Why are you so invested in this? It's no sense. Makes no sense. And then his heel turn at the end is equally nonsensical. Like, why did you go from like, I will just have this guy fuck my daughter just so like a dishwasher doesn't fall in love with her to like, everything is fine. Like, and the, the heel turn comes so fucking fast. But yeah, uh, so he, he, Danny gets some more encouragement from dad, at least. So he tries to sidle into a breakfast date with Jennifer. And she's waves and went, oh, get, get out of here. I don't want your breakfast. And he's like, well, wait a minute. But I have to talk to you about dancing. And then she's like, <gasps> what? It literally what? is. Like, uh? her, her tail is visibly wagging. Like she is just. If you're around Jenny August, you have to spell dance. You have to say, anybody want to go D-A-N-C-I-N-G? Because <laughs> Once she hears it, she will go and get the chain herself. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh boy. Yes. Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> Dancing. So Danny's like, I want you to be my dance competition partner because what are you going to do? Dance with Ken? She's like, I've thought about it. 
Like you've thought about it. You've thought about nothing else. But he's like, Ken's Ken's did a dance with Shotzi. He's unavailable, which it's the movie's so poorly written, but it suggests that he's doing this out of some like, I'm being a dick, but like, aren't they dancing together? We saw them practicing together. They are, <laughs> right? they yeah, are they have well history. known to be dance he, partners. He this thinks is... the world of her. <laughs> he, he, he has nothing negative to say except she doesn't, he doesn't like her. Yeah. So, but dad now invites <laughs> Ken to his UFC <laughs> training gym. So this uh, is where all we heard was that he was in the fight game. Notice we yeah. don't know this actor, and I don't have his name in front of me, but he was an actual kickboxing champion. I think he predated UFC. Probably. He's been in some movies that Gunnar Pearson would watch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he invites Ken to the gym, basically just to treat him like a human toilet and take a big fat yeah. shit right on his face. He looks amazing. Can we say that? Can we say this man looks amazing for being in his 50s? He looks fucking stunning. Looks great. I'm going to start kicking more people in the face myself. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at that age where I really I'm need to. threaten dancers. I really need to do this. <laughs> he threatens him, tells him, like, you know, if you're going to love my daughter, treat her right. Don't break her heart or I'll come looking for you. And mm-hmm. then Ken, like Ken kind of <laughs> walks out of there. And then he just giggles to himself like, oh, oh threatening. <laughs> Jen, I don't know why this happened, but Jen goes to confront Ken <laughs> in the kitchen that is where work. he is working. Like, she has yes. no respect for this at fucking all. She's just like, I'm rich and I want a thing, so I'm going to walk in where the workers work and just demand something out of these workers. You know, like, it's yeah. it's very, very disgusting. Her it really is very privileged just to her to think, this guy's job doesn't matter to him. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't matter to me. She says to him, she goes, you really going to dance with that other girl? Like, even the script doesn't know the other person's <laughs> name. But yeah, they, they have a fight in the kitchen. They break up, I guess, if they were ever together. And they feel sad about it. And like within 30 seconds of this scene ending, there is an, a callback in those echoey things where it's like <laughs> the echo of the words that were said in that scene is echoing in their heads. Like, yeah. it hasn't, like... <laughs> This denotes some kind of time passing. It just happened. This was yesterday. This is not an echoey kind of a fucking like callbacks from some distant era. You know, like it just happened. You just closed the door. Ken Ken breaks a plate at the end of their fight because he's so mad he throws down a plate. It's like, okay, you threw a chair in the pool last night. You're breaking a plate. No wonder you have so many jobs at this place. You're fucking indentured (laughs) service. You owe them all the money from the shit you keep ruining. But yeah, they, don't they, this is where they go on that, like, they take their own separate walks? They have feelings. Or is that later? They have feelings, and they need to feel their feelings. So what do they feel? They feel sad. So she walks around feeling sad. They they walk by, again, this is where this, this movie is getting so fucking monotonous at this point, because, like, all of those places where they went to in those montages, the first two montages, yeah. of, isn't Panama City Beach fun? They're now walking by them, looking sad. Sadly, like, again, it's the fucking mini golf course. There's the fucking go- there's the fucking walk, water park. There's they the walk whale by the car- again. They walk by the karate poster that where she just kind of like <laughs> fake kicked in front of them. It's like that's like your big memory of your your love. The famous poster. I kept thinking they were going to walk into each other, like, because they're both hitting these spots. <laughs> like, how can you not? It makes, like, like, did they have to fight for custody of who gets to walk by those like, spots at night? I get to walk by the gift shop with the whale for the door. <laughs> you can have the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. 
she tells the captain about how you know her love is breaking apart, and the captain finally does the sad break pop lock. He d- <laughs> he does the pop lock where he has to pensively like contemplate feelings, look up and shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, she walks around Panama City Beach, and she eventually stops on a park bench and goes to sleep. Oh, the Not- mime is following her. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we forgot to mention the mime is following her while if, she's feeling okay. sad. Mm. Okay, imagine you're, you're a young woman alone walking around a city that you do not know, and there's a mime yeah. everywhere you go. Stalking your every move. You would think uh, the baseball furies are out (laughs) from the Warriors uh, or that you're going to fucking get killed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, the mime follows her. Mm. God damn that mime. So she goes to sleep on a park bench. As as a a single woman, young woman does in a city she does not know. An infamous party town, too. This is like a spring break mecca. Like... I was yeah. doing some research. I found an article like for two years after this where it was like spring bake partiers like o- took over the town and were like, <laughs> just causing riots all over the place. Like, like Burt Kreischer just lives there. <laughs> so she goes to sleep on a park bench, but of course it's all just a prelude to dancing. <laughs> More dancing. Bring on the dancing. So everyone's dancing now. And it's like Carnival style dancing. Everyone's just in the street. But for no reason. No, no. Just dancing. There's, I mean, if you see the shot, they it's like half a block full of people dancing in the just street. There's like, four cars. Four cars lined up with their headlights on. That's the lighting for this. They just met up to start fucking dancing in this strip mall. Let's dance. So they do. And after the dancing, there's Danny. Because Danny loves that dancing. So Danny tells her, that she's beautiful and she's kind of into it. She's softening yes. a little bit on Danny. Yep. Uh, Danny, we find out, also does not know how clapping works because he looks very <laughs> awkward trying to clap. It's like, what? <laughs> what was David Winters directing them to do when they clap? Uh, we go back to Ken next day now. And speaking of Mr. Sanders, Ken has found some YouTube videos of Mr. Sanders yep. as a younger man. This is actual footage of David Winters dancing in commercials. And he's just like, wow, look at this guy. It's Mr. Sanders. It's that old guy. He, he used to dance. He was amazing. And he's all like, oh, shit. And then he sees Jen and Danny together, and he starts feeling dejected. And this gets- was the best acting that Whitney Carson did in this movie because she's <laughs> laughing at something Danny's saying. And it looks like she actually is laughing. Like, not yes. like she's never heard of laughing. And they're like, it's a convulsion where you think something's like that. No, no, she actually laughed. Um, but then there is this interaction between Ken and the captain. Ken is walking out of the hotel looking very dejected. And the captain sa- asked Danny, What is it you're really good at? Danny says, just dancing. And the captain says, so that's your answer? Well, what's the question? Only you know that, Ken. What? <laughs> what? How did anyone write that? I'm like looking at these words. None of it makes sense. What is it you're good at? Just dancing. So that's your answer. What's the question? Only you know that. No. No. No, no, no. 
One thing I, does not logically follow the next there. I guarantee you David Winters wrote that scene for him to be saying those <laughs> words as some profound ah. thing. And then was like, no, it doesn't even make sense when I say it. Give it to the pop-locking guy. <laughs> Corky, we have finally arrived at my favorite scene in the film. We have arrived at my favorite scene. Ken and Mr. Sanders. Ken leaves the hotel after his just utterly indescribable interaction with the captain and he runs into who else mr sanders mr sanders is on a boat for some reason i don't know why mr sanders is on the boat it's not his boat he even says this is not your boat you're not supposed to be on here it might be because there was a cut to a triathlon starting for some reason there was a cut to all these people going into the water and no that, that's a, that doesn't even happen yet <laughs> oh really that's okay. later yeah it's after the scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> What was that about? No idea. But yeah, it's not Mr. Sanders' boat. But even though it's not his boat, he did bring his dead son picture to stare at. (laughs) He's like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm here staring at my dead son on someone else's boat. And Ken is like, you were a famous dancer. And he tells him over and over again, remembering again, this is the director, co-writer, producer of the film. He tells him you were famous. He tells him you are amazing. He tells him you are great. He tells him you were everywhere. He tells him you were famous again. Overplaying the hand much, <laughs> David Winters by way of Ken. Then we get this amazing line where Ken says to Mr. Sanders, you look at this picture all the time. It's probably someone who is really close to you. Like your brother or your son. <laughs> the fuck? Ken? Ken? No shit. Like, holy fuck. It was probably somebody really close to you. It's weird <laughs> enough to stare at a picture all day, especially such a poorly photoshopped picture. How weird would it be if you didn't know the person in the picture and all I do is stare at it? Well, it must be someone really important. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, Ken. (laughs) And so he says, it was my son, but he's dead and nothing will ever bring him back. And Ken says, I never had a father. Well, at least he wasn't. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Right now, I kind of just need someone to be there for me. Like a father. Wow. God damn. <laughs> Is anyone in the background not getting this shit? Like, are you not fucking picking up fathers and sons and surrogate fathers and sons? Uh, yes. Also, what war did uh, Mr. Sanders' son war? die in? Because <laughs> he's 80. His kid, it had to be. I mean, people grieve in their own way, but I mean, he's been gone since 93 at least. This fucking picture too that he is staring at yeah. it's so poorly made it's just like this person staring expressionless back at the camera in front of a helicopter where there's like no depth of field there's obvi- yeah. like it's so obviously photoshopped it's just it's it would be something like mcgruber would be looking at in a sh- in a picture <laughs> but anyway speech over blamo the cruel hermit is now ken and shotzi's choreographer just like yeah. that, whammo! There you go. He just he he didn't even seem into it, and then the next cut, he's there. Five, six, seven, eight. Three decades of just I don't want to talk to anyone. But then it's like now I'm <laughs> now I will teach you dance. What if he brought the picture to the studio with him? Just like <laughs> he's just looking at the because because after that he's like a jovial, charming man. He's fucking razzing while he's eating a sandwich. Yes. <laughs> 
this is where we get the Iron Man triathlon sequence. Okay. This is what so the hell? fucking fucked up. Where it's like, we just see some shots of some people. Bam. People jump in the water and then someone says, the Iron Man triathlon, the annual event. It's starting right now. Cut. That's it. That's no, all. Not, whoa. That's we're at the triathlon. And we're shit. watching it. No. Just like we had to wedge a triathlon. The triathlon paid us $5,000 and we need to get the triathlon <laughs> in the movie or else they're coming for their money. Woo! It's bad. So Jen now goes to Deadbeat Dad and is like, thank you. I don't know why mm-hmm. at all, but she's like, thank you for setting me up with Danny. I like Danny now? I mm, Not really, but uh, she's like, whatever, we're going to go dance in the dance contest. I'm going to dance with Danny. And Deadbeat Dad's like, oh, that's great. I'm not going to go to your dance contest. Uh, right. Got a thing. <laughs> he's got like, a thing. <laughs> he's getting a manicure or a pedicure in his office and he's telling her how busy he is. That's just, I mean, uh, I get why they don't have a relationship. Yes, absolutely. But he feels slightly cowed by her reaction. And so he says to the woman massaging his feet, get me this number. It's like, what? That, like, that's your secretary? Like, fucking A. Anyway, so Danny and Jen are now practicing together. Danny... So they both love dance, but Danny also loves winning, and that's mm. bad. Is it? Like, you were on a dance contest. One of you won. Yeah. How the, like, really? Dan- winning's bad now? But Danny says, she says winning is everything. Yeah. And she says, not to me. And not it's like, to me. It's because you have everything. Why are you doing this? You live this? in Beverly Hills. Then why wouldn't you win? Anyway. So yeah, basically this whole scene, she whines. He acts like a dick. He basically storms out eventually. He meets up with Shotzi. Remember, that's Ken's partner. They kind of talk. They flirt a little bit. There's this whole thing where he's like, oh, you like Ken? Which is like, remember the previous scene where they <laughs> passed all of this shit out? They should have really had this out. He's like, oh, really? You like Ken? Duh. All right. So she's like, oh, I can't believe it. She puts his head on her shoulder. And Jen sees this. She's like, what the, what the, what? We now go back. Kenan, Kenan, uh, Kenan Shotzi. No, shit. Kenan Shotzi are dancing. <laughs> I don't even care about this shit. So Kenan Shotzi are dancing. Mr. Sanders is their choreography. He's instantly gone from like angry hermit to like sensitive, uh, grieving father to <laughs> maniacal looks task like a genie. master. <laughs> Suddenly he's just like. After like five seconds, he's just like, listen, Ken, you're a human toilet. I'm going to take a big fat shit right on your fucking face, right fucking now. And he's like, you're done. You're done. You'll never be good. You'll never be good. Yeah. I'm storming out. You've wasted my time. I'm going back to my dead son. <laughs> like, what the it, fuck? He tells him, you can play a baseball. You can play baseball. You can, eat, you can play tennis. You can even play football. But you can't play dance. And he even says, like, he doesn't say dance. He says, dance. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But whatever. He storms out. Ken's like, ah. Shotzi decides she's going to give up Ken. She's Shotzi's <laughs> like, I'm being a realist here. She's like, yeah. Ken's trying to quit again, right? Yeah. So Ken is constantly trying to quit. Oh, he's a big time quitter. He quits yes. right before he wins the thing. Yes. So anyway. She says, you're in love with her. Go back to Jen. So he has his 
running to get her. He runs past all of the same attractions we've already seen 50 times how, and we're completely How do you know he's running, now. Dan? <laughs> it's because the soundtrack tells you, I'm going to run, 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 run to you. <laughs> he finds Jen by the pool. He hugs her. They profess their love. And because they're in love, now they can kiss. When they lo- only liked each other, it didn't feel right. But now that they're in love... We get a 360-degree camera kiss. New camera. New, yeah. Oh, yeah, they obviously... Best shot in this whole movie. Really. But also, here's the thing. Like, this needs to mean something. Like, it, like they probably spent the most money on this one single shot to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is going to really bring it home. But it's like, you need to have something... Stat- like, this needs to be a crescendo to something. It can't just be there. And, and think that's going to be it. There's a there's not. a swirling camera, and so now we're in, like, no, no. You need to invest us, and then bring it home with the swirl. You know, no, no, fuck it. And like you said earlier, movie over. It's it. We've wrapped up. Uh, the, the The dancing is is. Ex- we don't care. We don't care about it. No, this is, is done. The- we've even we've even tied all the loose ends because. They go back to Mr. Sanders for help with their routine. Now, Ken and Jen are going to dance together. They're together, so they're going to dance together. And Danny and Shotzi team up, and she says to Danny, winning is everything, which is what he says. He had said earlier to Jen, and she was like, no, it isn't. And he says, Shotzi, you're my kind of girl. Again, movie's over now, right? This is it. There's no loose ends left to tie up. There's nothing left to do. We don't know a damn thing about this dance contest what are the stakes in this dance contest what happens if you win what happens if you lose who's why in does it? it matter what is it what do you get what any fucking thing it doesn't matter the movie has obviously said it doesn't matter but we need more dancing to get this thing to feature length so quirky dancing it's more on. dancing <laughs> we get some more dancing so we get of course the first before the dancing training <laughs> sequences trading so yeah who's gonna win the big kids dance contest we know nothing about we'll see but uh first uh the captain steps up this is not at the hotel it's at the biggest dance club in the city or the, in the state yeah. or something or in the world or something like that however big this dance club is they only had enough budget to light a very small section of, of the one small <laughs> okay. And blackened inter- corner it of a with room. some footage from a different concert <laughs> where people are trashed. The yes. women in the audience of this concert are trashed. They yes. cut to the crowd at one point, and there's some kid rock ass looking motherfucker. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what the fuck was actually on stage at this concert? Anyway, so the captain, he's your MC for this dance contest, but he's not only your MC, quirky, he also. He's dancing, so he dances. He gives us a little clarification because it's the Florida statewide dance competition. So there you go. (laughs) That's what it is. It's the Florida statewide dance competition (laughs) for the Florida. That's who's putting it on the Florida. So basically, we see several So You Think You Can Dance performances in a row. They're like these two-minute-long sequences of dancing People we've never they're, met they're very like symbolic and evocative they're very emotionally evocative there's one involving a woman leading a black man on a leash mm-hmm. provocative i mean gross but whatever uh again no matter who wins 
there's no change in anything that happens. But it's, we're supposed to be really invested in who wins. So if they have several leading up to it, oh, will these people win? No, they're not named characters. So yeah. who's next to last? Of course, it's Shotzi and Danny. Shotzi and Danny go, and they're great. Oh, wow, they're fantastic. So who's ready to give up? Ken, of course. Ken's just like, uh, they're good. We're not going to win. Uh. Like, really? He just storms off like he's ready to give up. They haven't even danced yet. You fuck. Mom and dad, remember uh, Snobby Mom and Deadbeat Dad? They're, uh, they were separated. They're not together anymore. Deadbeat Dad's been off in the fight slash circus hotel game. <laughs> They show up at the contest together, and they're like, oh, wow, we're rejuvenated by this for some reason. Who knew that was part of their journey? So Ken and Jen dance. Ken and Jen win. And their parents, her parents are back together now. Yeah. And when they when they announce the winners are Ken and Jen, Ken takes the microphone and goes, well, we couldn't be here without the help of somebody, as you all know, and then, like the adulations just keep going for David Winters. Like they bring him out. Like when does that ever happen? When does anybody ever win a dance competition? And then they make the audience applaud for somebody they didn't even see. Please <laughs> for this man who stood there and yelled at me, said I was going to be washed up. <laughs> he didn't he do just walks anything. out he's walking out looking at the picture still just like, uh, picture yeah ken gives all the credit to mr sanders even though he did nothing he did nothing. absolutely nothing except be a dick uh but jen says to ken ken you're the greatest i love you the end that's it it'll <sighs> be over whoa boy whoa whoa goodness humana 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 Quirky. Yes, sir. Any final thoughts before we give our ratings for a movie called Dancing? Colon. It's on! Exclamation point. Uh, incompetent. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. utterly incompetent. Yes. In anything that makes a movie worthwhile. You can't just have a solid movie full of dancing. You can't. This movie tried. I think you, you can have a movie... Just full of dancing. And I have seen several great classic movies that are just dancing. Without or, a plot? Or without... are heavily on dancing. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the plot or lack of plot here that is the problem. It is just that this movie is so ineptly made. It's absolutely brutal. The dancing, they're good dancers, but the dancing is not good. The choreography feels like dinner theater choreography. It is just like spin, kick, spin, kick, spin, kick. It is Boring. It's absolutely boring. You can have a movie that is just dancing, but you need a stylist at the helm. You need a real good, sharp stylist at the helm. And that's not what you had here in David Winners. And David Winners. You can't have a movie that where dancing is the only good thing. It tried to do the other things. It just was no good at it. it so was, what I'm saying is if you're going to do a movie that's only dancing, <laughs> make that strong. But the others have to be okay. This was just fucking... Just ridiculous. Brutal. Third grade. Really, really brutal. No, it, this reminded me of being in acting class in high school where the teacher was just like, go up there and just, you know, just do your thing. <laughs> like, like, it just really is just bad, bad, bad. Really, really bad. I do think you can make a movie that's just dancing. That's great. Dancing is one of those things that 
it's been a part of movies since the very beginning. You know what I mean? It's like the first sound movies were musicals. There was dancing. Yeah. There's always been dance. Some of the first movies. Well, like Hell's Poppins a great one. Ninth, but I'm talking 19th century, the birth of movies. Some of those are just, just people, people dancing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's motion. One, one great thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's motion. I mean, that's the essence of cinema. However, holy fuck, don't put your dancers who can't act in this position that David Winters has put these actors in, where you've really like put so much of the movie on their shoulders, and they just can't do it. And he's constantly, again, putting them in bad positions. After the first shot of Whitney Carson walking across the room, you had to realize, you know what? We can't frame her like that. We can't right. do that. We need to just stop doing that. Just adjust. Boom. We're just now going to frame you above the waist. We're now going to do this. We're not going to frame you like, you know what I mean? They never figured it out. Because again, this movie is just a fucking ad for Panama City Beach <laughs> Tourism Bureau. It's brutally, brutally, brutally awful. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Give uh... Anyway, let's remind people of our ratings. Corky, run of the mill, bad film. Dare, next level bad. Double dare. Movie we actually like. Reverse there. Your thoughts for dancing, colon. It's on! Exclamation point. Uh, double dare. It's on for this one. Uh, this is it, this is truly bad. I ha- was having fun. I was having a lot of fun with how ridiculous and stupid mm-hmm. and, and mockable it was. But then it just it really bogs down in the middle. And then the ending is supposed to – like if, if it picked up steam again at the end, I would have I would have maybe given it a reverse dare because I, I had fun with it. But it just – it goes it down even further. The four dance sequences, two of them from people you don't know, they're full on – you watch the whole thing. This is after the captain dances. It's like five dance sequences in a row. Not after the good. movie has effectively ended. The movie's done. It's like the end of Saving Christmas where they just fucking freestyle <laughs> dance parties. Um, yeah, Double Dare. What, you know, you could have some fun with it, picking fun of a lot of stuff because there's a lot of stuff to make fun of. But uh, you're going to be bored a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. I did show my wife the Panama City Beach musical number because I, I've not been able to stop humming that song. It's the worst <laughs> song, but I can't stop humming it. It's so fucking awful. But I had to show that to her, and she had like a thousand questions when I showed it to her. She was so fucking confused. And I'm like, none of these questions will be answered. Why is there a mime there? Why is there a golf course? Why why did they show up at the hotel at it's after dark? <laughs> like how long does it take to get to the hotel why from does, the fucking airport? Why does Jen agree to go outside with a man she just met? <laughs> so many things, so many things. So I do I kind of want to share this movie with people who are bad movie connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. And yet, holy moly, it's not fun after a while. Yeah. It's fun up to a certain point, and then it just gets so punishingly monotonous. So I have to go double dare on this movie as well. And that is all we have for you on this very special dancing episode of Dare Daniel. But we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic or dancing movie dares to us at dancedaniel.com. And be sure to follow Dance Daniel Pod on Dancebook, Dancer, and Dancegram, collectively known as Dancing. Just kidding. They're collectively known Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Schmeed. Like and rate us on all of your favorite 
Danson podcast apps or just regular podcast apps. You're getting more of my movie reviews at the Dare Daniel website, daredaniel.com. Corky, you're out mm. there. You're in the streets of Panama City Beach, passing out on park benches and dancing. What is the number one tourist attraction you want people to hit up next time they're in Panama City Beach, Florida? Okay, number three is the Ripley's Believe It or Not, one of only 14 Ripley Believe It or Not in the United States. Like 22 or something like that. 22. We're the one with the Lizzie Borden in the House (laughs) of Horrors, so remember that. Number two, the Pink Pelican ice cream shop. Have an ice cream fight. Have fun. Have an ice cream fight, because Pelicans aren't pink, but we're calling them Pink Pelicans. (laughs) And number one is you're going to find me right outside that upside down building that's upside down Ooh. for no reason. Break dancing with my breaker pals. My number one, mini golf. Mini golf. Where else are you going to do that but Panama City Beach, Florida? Exactly. <laughs> right off the freeway in Panama City, Florida. But Quirky, most seriously, here in Sacramento Beach, California, mm. you are performing inside... Yeah, the Sacramento Comedy Spot inside Saturday nights. Come see us. Mask mandate might be back in effect, but uh, uh, we're definitely inside. Yeah, it's hot on the streets, but it's laughing in the sheets. Nope. Stupid. That's not good. Don't ever laugh in the sheets. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's just like Marlon Brando said. Man's got to do what a man... He never said that. Never said that. All right. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. And I'm Corky McDonald saying... I'm pop-locking right now, so... I, I, Panama City, go to the mini golf course. We also have a water park, just one. We love you. Bye-bye.